Good morning. It's good to be here this morning. As Doug said, I'm Pastor Kurt. I, uh, they cut out my little wink at, when, I, when I said, you can talk to Pastor Kurt or you can talk to me. Um, I've titled my, my message this morning, Hearing Voices, but really, I'm okay. So it, it's, uh, but this, uh, this is probably my last time up front uh, before I head out for sabbatical in a couple of weeks. My main focus in that time is going to be to hear the voice of Jesus. I've been here 23 years. I love being one of your shepherds. Um, but this last year has been a little more difficult. I've had some health things. Um, I'm carrying about 30 pounds of stress and fatigue. Um, Maybe when I come back, some of that will be gone. I hope so. I've had a few people say I'm not myself lately, and uh, um, that's been tough. Um, I haven't always learned to grieve, to Sabbath, and sometimes I haven't learned how to listen to God's voice. And I've let service for him sometimes interfere with my own devotion to him. I resisted the idea of sabbatical a couple years ago when, it was in, when I was encouraged to consider it. And even a couple months ago, I said no. Uh, and then Doug started to consider it. And then a voice said to me, I should go. It was the voice of the Lord. And Doug, Doug said the same thing. And so I'm, I'm thankful for that. And then as is God's way, I was scheduled to preach this last time before I head out, and uh, the passage assigned, I didn't choose this passage, I didn't pick it, but it, it picked me, and, uh, um, but it's, it's a lot about hearing God's voice, and so, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to going and hearing God's voice. I want to say thank you for the way you've cared for me, um, uh, the way you've shared your support leading up to sabbatical. I want to encourage you. I'm not, I'm not dying. Um, I've had a few people talk to me like I'm never coming back. I, I am coming back. I'm looking forward to going, but I'm also a little terrified about, first of all, about just not being here on a regular basis. It's been a long time since this hasn't been my rhythm. But I'm also a little terrified about figuring out who I am uh, apart from this place and about learning to take Sabbath. Um, God might tell me some things that I don't necessarily want to hear. And that's part of our message today as well. But enough about that. Let's, uh, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, you are our good shepherd. And you tell us that we hear your voice, that we know your voice, and that we can follow your voice. Lord, uh, I pray that you'll speak through my voice today, um, as Trent would say, not, not my words for them, but your words for us. Give me the strength to, to preach three times this morning, and uh, Lord, uh, may it be your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So we've been in the book of John, and uh, Pastor Trent did a little intro to the book of John several weeks ago, and uh, he talked a little bit about, you know, the, these themes that, were, that we see, light and darkness. Jesus says, I am the light. 
seven I am statements, one of those for this morning. I am the good shepherd. But when you think about the book of John, in the, it begins, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. John the Baptist testifies to who Jesus is. Jesus says to the woman at the well, I am the living water. He says to the man at the pool, do you want to be well? After feeding 5,000, he says, I am the bread of life. He makes the blind see. He heals the sick. He forgives sins. He is the life. He is God. He is the one. He tells the Jewish people who he is, but they don't get it or they don't want to get it. This passage that we're going to look through today speaks about the Feast of Dedication. We call that Hanukkah today. And it's a time where they celebrate the rededicating of the temple. But during the festival, one of the focuses that the Jewish people had in those times was the unfaithfulness of their leadership. The ways that the leaders had not done their job. And so in this, Jesus is addressing during this time of Hanukkah, he's addressing the Pharisees. And he says these words. Hear these words from John 10. I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he's brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they'll run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, says Jesus. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen. I must also bring them. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my fathers, from my father. At these words, the Jews were again divided. Many of them said he is demon possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, these are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon 
Open the eyes of the blind. Then came the feast of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was in the temple area, walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews gathered around him, saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Well, he already has. And that's what he says to them. Jesus answers, I did tell you, but you did not believe. The miracles I do in my Father's name speak for me, but you do not believe because you're not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. He wants them to know the truth. I'm the gate. All who enter through me will be saved. I'm the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. I know my sheep. They listen to my voice and they follow. Jesus makes it clear who he is. And he makes it clear that the current leaders are thieves and robbers and hired hands and care nothing for the sheep. Twice he says, I tell you the truth. But they don't know the truth. Doug said it earlier, and, uh, but this verse, 10, is the pivot. The thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life to the full. So what voices are we going to listen to? We know this. We know who he is. We know he wants to lead us. We know he wants us to listen to his voice. He says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. I wrote in my notes, uh, at this point, we, we have two choices. But Trent, if you're out there, I try to speak clearly. And he always says, no, it's not. You don't have two choices. You have one choice, two options. That's a Trentism. Um, but it's true. So our choice is this. We can choose to listen or we can choose to ignore. When the Lord says to us, no, don't do that, we have the option to say we want to do that anyway. Or if the Lord says, yes, go do that, we have the option to decide that we don't want to. But when we do that, we pay the consequences. Are we hearing or are we listening to other voices? Are there voices that are drowning out his voice? Where do we turn for life? Thought about that a lot in the last several weeks. Um, when, I, when I got this uh, assignment, there was still a possibility that on Super Bowl Sunday, I would get to say the Detroit Lions are playing in the Super Bowl. That would have been fun, right? Watching the Lions in the Super Bowl? Or, well, is watching the Lions ever truly fun? I don't know. But there are voices all around this week that, that tell us that, that these things about the Super Bowl really matter. People will spend thousands of dollars and bet money on how long the national anthem is going to go and all kinds of things People put 
their trust in those things, things like sports bringing life. Well, maybe sports isn't your thing, and tonight for you it's all about the commercials. They will tell you through the voice of sometimes frogs, sometimes horses, um, talking geckos. There's all kinds of voices at the Super Bowl that will tell us what we need, what we need to do, uh, what will bring life. But none of that brings life. I grew up in a time before we had these, and these have made our lives better, right? The world tells us, you need to have this, and you need to keep it with you all the time, and um, we need to always be able to be in contact with people. Those voices are thieves and robbers. I, I think that my phone has stolen life from me. And the, the Lord says, listen to my voice. Social media, well, that improves our lives for sure, right? I heard a commercial yesterday. I was, I was watching a game, and it said, TikTok has the power to change society. And that, they made it sound like that was a good thing. And they made it actually sound like, that, like it could, like, and maybe there's redeeming qualities, but I want to tell you, I think social media has changed society, but I also have seen more stealing, killing, and destroying online than abundant life. There are voices in the world telling us where to go to find life. And those voices are wolves and thieves and robbers. Jesus is the good shepherd. The shepherd protects the sheep from peril. In those days, the desert was a place of peril. And part of where the Palestinians were, they were backed up against the desert, and that's where they brought their sheep at certain times of the year. And they would create a sheep pen, back it up against a hill so they were protected from behind, build a wall around it on the other three sides so they were protected from the front, put put branches and things on top so that nothing could get over. And then they would create a gate where only those things that were supposed to enter would enter. Because the desert, desert was a dangerous place. Dangerous cliffs, swift currents, wolves and lions. And I think we're living in a desert of danger in these days too where many voices are out to do us harm. Where do we turn? Where do we find meaning and joy and peace? The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. He gives us eternal life, and no one can snatch us out of his hands. So how do we listen for his voice? Where do we find his voice? The first place we have to turn is to this book, to his word. It's a Sunday morning, and you've all come here. This strange exercise of preaching, listening to someone who doesn't have it all figured out, but who has struggled and who has been trying to listen to God's voice in this passage. Maybe it's in 
reading through the Gospels every week, every day. Well, not every day, because there are more There are more days of the month than there are chapters. And so if you notice we're skipping a day, that's because we're we're just spreading it out so you have catch-up days. But we're encouraging people to hear God's voice by being in his word. On our mission trip back a few weeks ago, we just lived and marinated in 2 Peter chapter 1. I want to read this to you. Um, It's one of my favorite passages. And this this is where God's word can really really strengthen us. Listen to these words. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness to your goodness, knowledge, to your knowledge, self-control, to your self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they'll keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election, for if you do these things, you'll never stumble, and you'll receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is God's voice telling us what it is that we need to do to experience life to the full. I want to encourage you to marinate on that, 2 Peter 1. I want to encourage you to marinate on John 10. Listen to his voice. I want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. As we gather together with God's people, here is the place where we interact with people. We share what God is doing and saying with one another. We need that in our lives. And then I want to encourage you, find a place where you can hear his still, small voice. In the desert, where there are so many voices, sometimes his voice is a whisper. I talked with someone in the last couple of weeks. They, they, were, they were reminding me about the, the uh, ar- architecture, that's the word, of a rotunda, where we build this Rotunda, and if you're at one end, you can whisper. And the acoustics are set up in such a way, God created the world in such a way that on the other end, the person can whisper on this end, and far away on the other end, you can hear the whisper. I want to encourage you to find places in your life that are like a rotunda. Where's your rotunda? How do you hear God's voice? As I went through this last few weeks, and I thought about listening for God's voice. It's amazing when you're, when you're anticipating it, how, how much more God can speak to you. I was watching a show yesterday, uh, or Friday. Friday's my, my, my day off, my Sabbath. I started the day by going to my cardiologist. He said, I'm doing pretty well. Had a little more fatigue than I'd like. We're tweaking some medication. But after that, I went home, and I was just resting. Just thinking. 
Then I got a little bored, so I picked up my, you know, my phone, which is, is life-giving, right? And I, and I went to Peacock, and I, somebody had told me about a show. It's really funny. Um, I started watching the show, and it was funny. And then all of a sudden, though, in the second episode, it went from funny to really kind of crude and then inappropriate and nothing terrible. But I heard this voice say, this is not, this is not life-giving. This is not what you want to do on your Sabbath. So I set my phone down and then I rested some more and then I was bored and I, and, and because it's like, you know, I just felt my, my watch vibrate because it, you know, something happened. Um, and there's everything in me that wants to look. That's what our phones do. And so I picked it back up again and I, I went back and I start, and then that voice said, what are you doing? And finally I, I, I turned that junk off. And what I did was I, I was thinking about, well, what songs are we going to sing this morning? And I, I went on Spotify, and I, I started listening to the music that we're going to sing after the message. I, I don't get to be here for these wonderful songs. Great is thy faithfulness. I don't want to spoil the, the, the excitement, but... Uh, um, oh, praise the name. These, these songs. And I started listening to those songs, and it was amazing. I had more energy. I got up. I, went up I, I, I enjoyed my day. I felt life abundant. There are voices that are telling us, sit and do things here. And when I listened to God's word through the praise music, everything, that was life to the full. The shepherd whispered and gave me life. Some other places where I heard God's voice this week was talking to a friend about a decision that she had to make. Something that had been offered to her, an opportunity, and it was a good thing. There was nothing bad about it, but she said, you know, I need to go away and pray. And we say that sometimes, but she actually did. And, and, and the voice, the still small voice said, you have too much going on. Now is not the time. It didn't feel right in her spirit. The Lord spoke to her. Are you making a spot for yourself to hear that voice? I had another situation in the last couple of weeks where a voice said something I didn't like about me. We were at one of my son's soccer games there was a play, and I'm, I, they, they, need a, they need a parent to be a coach. Now, I'm not a soccer coach. I don't really know the game well. But there was a play where my son was hit from behind toward the boards, and I got a little dad agitated. And I'd been really quiet for most of that game. Um, but in that moment, I felt like it was important to let the referee know that he should have given a yellow card. I said something to him, not disrespectful, not yelling, not a terrible thing. But he and one of the players on Micah's team were talking, and, and he said, don't worry, he complains all the time. And when he said that, I, I did not like it. And, I, and, I, and I, I started to do the justify myself thing, because I was like, that was the first thing I've said the whole game. 
And we've been here. That was the second half. And it, it, like, I don't complain all the time. And then the voice kind of said, I think you're protesting a little too much, maybe. Um, and so whether I like that. And then I kind of put it away. And then the next day, my pastor piled on. He was talking about what Jesus was saying to the Pharisees. And maybe you remember this when Trent said, what if I'm the bad guy? And in that moment, the Holy Spirit said to me, sometimes you're the bad guy at these sports things. Sometimes you get a little too uptight or you put too much emphasis on these things. So, no, I don't argue all the time, but there's truth in there that the Lord wanted me to know. Sometimes the voice of God wants to encourage you to go to a place where you avoid that trouble. I'll bring up the soccer stop again. It's a, it's a tense place when kids come to play soccer. And sometimes they don't, they don't think about each other as human beings. And you see the worst of people. So Micah had his last, he's 18 years old, it was his last game at the soccer stop. So I didn't want to miss it, but there was a part of me that said, don't go because you just get too frustrated in those moments. But I went because I wanted to see it. But I, I purposely went late because then some other parent would be the parent that was on the bench, right? The voice said, don't go be on the bench. So I listened. I went late. And then I got there and must be that voice was saying the same thing to all the other parents because nobody was on the bench. And two boys are there and the game's about to start and they're waving at me. And the other voices that the world has sometimes, oh, we need you. We need you. I should have listened to the first voice. It wasn't any fun. Um, I like watching my kid play soccer, but I don't like the other things. That, that the world is always out there trying to steal and kill and destroy. And the voice of the shepherd is trying to give us ways to avoid that. I met with a friend this week. He's deciding about a couple of job possibilities. And I told him, he asked me, like, what do you think I should do? I, I, you don't want to know what I think you should do. Take some time. Find that quiet place. The shepherd will whisper to you if you listen. So where's your rotunda? Where's the place where you can hear God whisper your name? For me, there's a place that I remember often. 25 years ago, I was, I was burned out. It's a pattern in my life, I guess. Um, I went to Two Lights State Park. It's in South Portland, Maine. And I've thought of that place. I've never been back, but I've thought of it a number of times because it was a place where I just sat on a rock. They don't have sandy beaches out there in Portland, Maine, but I sat on a rock, and the Lord spoke to me, told me to abide, abide, Abide. He brought his word to me. Talked to a friend this week for her. It was the mountains of Colorado. You'll hear from Chris Vallette in a little bit about Cran Hill. That's one of my other rotunda places. I'm going to go up on my sabbatical several times up to the prayer cabin at Cran Hill Ranch. It's this quiet little place. I'm deleting. I, I, I completely deleted my Facebook this week. They make it really hard to do that. 
actually. And they, they said it won't be final for another month. But I deleted it because I don't want that stuff in my life. I'm taking apps off my phone that cause me to pick it up. Sometimes I pick it up and I look now and it's like, well, there's, there's nothing there to do. So I set it back down. But the voice of the shepherd wants to lead us in different paths. And we need to be able to hear it. You need to be able to find the place where God whispers. And when we sing songs after this, listen for God's whisper. When you come and hear a message, listen for God's whisper. Go back to John 10 and listen for God's whisper or 2 Peter or your friends. But the Lord wants to lead us. His voice is life. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus says, I have come so that you may have life and have it abundantly. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your voice. In a world of many voices, we sometimes ignore your voice. We hear what you want us to do, and we, we find ways to, to go our own way. But Lord, remind us over and over again that, that you give life and that in, in your word, we can hear your voice. In that quiet place, you will whisper and you will show us who you are and who we are. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.